to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Is a real embarrassment to us of Irish descent. I, I'll we, agree with that. We we eschew him. England, England, England. Yeah, he's a spy for the English. <laughs> to hell with him. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, I'm glad we're. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I never to say to that. What? What? So you I don't got, know why you, you got a problem with Bill O'Reilly? He's very successful. He's a Harvard grad. He's also he probably drinks a lot. He seems like the consummate Irishman. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Is that not okay? I, he he's a he's a fucking uh eh, he's a pussy grabber too he, though. Yeah, he he Is he? He masturbated yeah, that's, that's, in the shower with the falafel while like calling one what, of his assistants. What is this? I didn't know about this. Yeah, this was like, mas- this was like 20 this, years ago. Yeah, this sounds like some sort of Middle Eastern slur you're trying to get out right now, Hold Kevin. On, no, I'm uncomfortable. I'm gonna, I have to Google this. Mark's going to cut all this out because you're going to hear me Googling I the whole bet, time. I bet you Google falafel assault uh, all the time. Like, sounds like uh, Bill O'Reilly did some Googling himself. And <laughs> yeah, none of this is usable. Bill, Okay, here we go. From, 19, from 2017, <laughs> from, uh, from Vice... Bill o- huh? remember Bill O'Reilly's extreme sexual harassment falafel lawsuit from 2004? Recent reports reveal just how much money Bill O'Reilly paid out in out-of-court settlements for sexual harassment lawsuits. In 2004, one suit alleges the Fox News pillar told a producer that he'd put the falafel thing on her pussy. The falafel thing? Is he talking about his ball? So he, he said something. He didn't show anyone his like his dick and falafel together, right? He said something about putting a food item on a lady's swimsuit area. I want to put but, a falafel on your pussy. I want to do it live! <laughs> he allegedly went on to describe how he would have sex with a former assistant in the shower, quoting, So anyway, I'd be rubbing your big boobs and getting your nipples really hard, kind of kissing your neck from behind, and then I would take the other hand with the falafel thing and I'd talk put it slower. on your pussy. Wait, talk slower. But you'd have to do it really light. Just kind of a tease business. And as, and as stiffly as I wrote that, I imagine his delivery was even worse. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I like the idea of like uh, <laughs> using the word business in, <laughs> in that you're like talking like, hey, you know, I want... Okay, Maybe me and you get together and I unbutton your blouse and I put my hand in there and do some rubbing business. <laughs> and then uh, stick your tongue and rub it around my, put your tongue on my nipple and give it a, you know, the licking business. <laughs> well, it leaves the mind open to interpretation. It's, well, yeah. You know, they say, Mike, the most erotic organ in the human what? body. It's got to be the penis, right? What is it? <laughs> no, Mike. <laughs> it's the brain. <laughs> the brain, yes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just imagine all that business right now. Yeah. And business is good. <laughs> I found somebody who said that he, caught, he was referring to a loofah and forgot the word because he was too caught up in his... He's too horny. Yeah. And so he said yeah. falafel. <laughs> Even though... Is a loofah falafel okay? Is a loofah? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I don't think you want. Uh, man, have you ever been so horny that your stomach hurts? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you start making mistakes. Start making <laughs> word mistakes. I totally stole a stomach hurt from. I think you should leave. But man, you know when you're on a handful of blue powder and you have been up for four days, a hole's a hole, and a word is something you just gotta get through. <laughs> Anyway, angels for life. Do you know that loofahs were plants? I found yeah, that out recently. Were, like underwater plants, right? Like kind of like a sponge. No, that's a no? sea sponge. I think okay. I think the loofah comes from a land plant. 
They look like something one might find growing in the land of Kaled in Elven, Elgin, <laughs> Elden Ring. They kind of do. I got yeah. so horny I couldn't say El- 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 that's Elden Ring. That's right. Probably with lots of hands on it. Yeah. Like, wait, like if you look close, you think what are just little filaments are tiny hands. And there's yeah. kerjillions of them. I just got the the mushroom armor. Oh, okay. You just look like you're a big mushroom. I haven't, I haven't, I don't, is it, can you walk through, I think you can, I don't know, do something with I mean, me. Everything. So a Lufo kind of looks like a hanging cucumber that when it mm-hmm. dries, it turns into this shape that we know. Yoda looks like a hanging cucumber. <laughs> you got, you want to know? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this episode's already a disaster. And again, I think I said this before. My my favorite Lufa, Lufa Vandross. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough clever wordplay. Why don't we talk about the news? All right. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with I am Brian Camp. Sorry, I'm off. I'm I'm super red. I don't know why. And I am pale as a ghost, Mike Weeby. Mm-hmm. And down there in the audio jungle, we have, well, he looks like he's got some sun, but not too much sun. And I'm sure he's wise enough to always use SPF 30 or above because the Texas heat is hot, 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 hot right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mark Ryan. Hey, everybody. I just use, I just use baby oil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, baby, for the sun some, or just in general? Some, like you just you rub some spices on you as well, <laughs> baby oils. That, for a lot of reasons. Rub oh, wow. on me. Mark just doesn't leave the house unless he's frictionless. Speaking of hanging cucumbers, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah, no, I wear sunscreen all the time. I just don't like. I'm I'm afraid of cancer, as we all should be. And yes, the sun is. The sun beats down with those deadly UV rays. Yep. Maybe Trying this is a good us. time for us to to caution the listeners about the deadly rays of the sun. I and I don't think we're the ones breaking the news on that, Brian. Well, to some well, people, maybe. Right. Maybe some people in some areas. And hey, hey, even if you're in a place where even if you're in a place where it's cold, you still need mm-hmm. to shield yourself from the deadly rays Ooh. of Papa Soul. So I, I gotta and I gotta put on sunscreen just to go to, just to like drive to another place that I'm gonna be inside. Like I, to drive 15 minutes. I seriously will get like yeah. stinging. For the skin. listener, Michael is an albino. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little you bit. got a little bit a little bit of a little little bit of melanin deficiency. Ah, uh, oh, there's oh yeah, there's Mark okay. showing everybody Mark. up again. If I were to in melanin production, (laughs) if I were to pull up my T-shirt, you could see Mm -hmm. organs working. Ooh, Ooh, like that's why we didn't want you to do it. We don't want to see your. I'm not going to do it. Like a cheap carnival's pay money to see the alien corpse. Yeah, totally. I was thinking, you know, something like transparent Mike watching me dinner, and then watch as the dinner passes through him. It's a long time for that to happen. Not me. I do it quick. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, 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 your, it's your total lack of roughage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you haven't had fiber in four years. <laughs> Speaking of hanging cucumbers, right? Are cucumbers fibrous? Sure. All plants are. Right? It's just roughage. It's just roughage. Yeah, I one time this lady, uh, this lady on Howard Stern came on, and you'll never believe what she did with the cucumber. <laughs> Wait, she cut it up and made like a salad? Baba Booey. And you look so serious when you said that. That's great. Now that we've gone through all this clever wordplay, why don't we get to the news? So this week, we've got two news stories, a bonus story for our Patreon listeners. We've got an arts and culture story. And then Mike has a new segment in Get to Know Your Podcast. Get to Know Your Podcast is an old segment, but we're uh, we're moving on oh, from I'm the sorry. last Renaissance. Mm. Oh, chapter. So could we call this chapter two? Chapter two. Subpart one. Uh, So our first story comes to us from the Daily Beast. Mm. The South Canadian River is a popular fishing spot located in Oklahoma. And in July. Wow, 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 (laughs) wow. The South Canadian River in Oklahoma. Right. God, those people are dumb. (laughs) 
Just by, 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 I got Tokyo Pond back here. <laughs> Tokyo Pond's fed by the South Canadian. Yep. It is. It is south of East Canada. Ta- There's East Tigris and East Euphrates, right in Hearst, Euless, <laughs> Bedford area. They they culminate right at the at the CD Exchange there. <laughs> So the South Canadian River is a popular fishing spot in Oklahoma. And in July, it was also the site of a murder. A 53-year-old man was noodling in the river with his fishing partner. For people who don't know, (laughs) noodling is a kind of fishing where you stick your hand into holes in the side of a riverbank without knowing what's in there. And then you hope to catch a catfish by sticking your hand into its mouth. The article doesn't make it clear exactly what happened next, but the 53-year-old man struck, strangled, and then drowned his partner, and then later confessed to police. In his statement to police, the man said the victim had summoned Bigfoot to come and kill him, so he had no recourse but to kill the victim. Well, I was on team law and order until that last couple sentences. <laughs> Get it. I'm not a lawyer anymore, but uh, in this realm, I'm a celestial lawyer. <laughs> you but, your oh, celestial okay. license, sure. But, but I think that clearly, especially if you ask someone not to summon a Bigfoot, you don't want that Bigfoot to show up, you know? I mean, I definitely do not want one showing up for me. Hold me up, ripping my trousers off, ripping my underwear off, ripping my shirt off. Oh, no. Laughing, just holding me up and laughing, 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 laughing. If you told me you were going to do that to me, I have some, I have some justifiable self-defense <laughs> to stop you from that. Because it's not, it's not you committing that act to me, right. but it's you... I don't know. What, what is it when you enable someone you're, to... You're a party to the act. Party oh. to the act. And it is illegal to, <laughs> against my will, strip me bare buck naked with my bare bottom hanging out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hanging cucumbers. And just, yeah, point at my cucumber, <laughs> point at my falafels, <laughs> and shake them around, uh, shaking uh, me up and down because you're holding me by my hands, both hands. The big foot uh, is the both hands, Mike is demonstrating. Up, right. Action. By the ankles. Pointing. And then all these little 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 animals all over just <laughs> laughing, laughing, laughing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's having a real funny good time. And I'm sure whoever I'm sure that guy who said, uh, I'm you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna summon Bigfoot, I'm sure he was like that's what he he wanted to see his buddy buck naked. He wanted to laugh at his friend's genitals. And you know what? If you uh-huh. if you want to see your friend humiliated <laughs> And laugh at genitals and point at them uh-huh. and and just you know spank the bare bottom. I I think you're no friend of mine. Wow. How do you summon a Bigfoot? Oh, that's a good question, Mark. Apparently, How do you like, summon a Bigfoot. One of our one of our Patreon listeners who uh, sent us a message on Instagram, and he so said, a good person. And he uh, it had a few more details. Someone who would not summon a Bigfoot to have their right. good friend. Get their bare bottom spanked and their <laughs> genitals laughed at. Right. And he apparently, and in the article he sent, apparently the guy said he had the power to summon Bigfoot. And it didn't make it exactly clear how he would do that. But then if he, once he summoned Bigfoot, if he left the killer alone, Bigfoot was going to eat the killer, is what he told him. Well, I mean, you don't joke mm. around about stuff like that. Well, so. I, I think I know how you summon a Bigfoot. What's oh. That? You 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 get a group of people, or and and then you have you get them all laughing uh-huh. and like cackling, Ooh. like they're laughing in something. And then the like big is like, Mike. "Oh, what's going on?" And so they feel like they have to, they have to go find out what's happening. So the they don't want to miss out on, on by the laughter. Right? Stop right? it! <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Stop it! Now, if you remember no, back no, to no. about episode six, we covered the the Bigfoot mm-hmm. hunting season, also in Oklahoma. That some uh, somebody's trying to introduce. I'm never and, uh, going to Oklahoma. <laughs> what if you need ever? What if you need a, a copy of one episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh yeah, Good and, point. The, and the fucked up thing is, I do. <laughs> Probably, and do. I'm, I've been trying to figure out how to get in and out of there safely, and I haven't figured it out. 
Because not because it's a real Walking Dead situation. Because oh, you know, man. Walking Dead, you think like, ah, I'm fucking, I gotta go deal with zombies. I gotta go deal with zombies. But if mm. you watch the show, you also have to deal with people who have turned and become feral. You know self-centered uh assholes who will kill anybody who gets on their land people that with the tribal i guess survivors. survivors survivors so that's that's what oklahoma is it's just big feet <laughs> and people that are willing to do anything <laughs> to survive yeah. and and i'm sure that i'm sure that there is probably a bountiful trade between you know goods and services and bigfoot getting to laugh at genitals <laughs> and spank bare bottoms so so just to, to, to get back to the story here, uh, we've just got two little parts here. Mm. The sheriff said the man, quote, appeared to be under the influence of something. Weird. Uh, unquote. And the man was charged with murder once the victim's body had been found. As of this recording, no court date has been set for trial, and it's not clear whether Bigfoot will be subpoenaed as a witness. Yeah, he was under the influence of fear because he was afraid he was going to get his bare bottom spanked. <laughs> is there any chance that the catfish turned the tables on him and instead of the hmm. the tickling noodling hand of the angler lulling the catfish to sleep and putting them in a dream state the catfish instead tickled the angler and lured him into a place of murder well no because Ooh. the the killer there, there are magic catfish murder. or there are there are I like, think there's lots of magic catfish yeah, yeah they grant wishes we serious, serious. The weird they, wish. They do. Yeah, yeah. And there's giant catfish. A lot of people have seen mm-hmm. these giant catfish. There's one in, I don't know, Rockwall Lake. Ooh, a, a cryptid. <laughs> Is his name Old Sam? Old Whisker Biscuit. <laughs> what? Um, what? When you're noodling, I, I, yeah. I, we should have mm-hmm. a noodler come on and explain noodling to us how it works because. I know uh-huh. it's simple, but do catfish have their mouth open, or are they just sitting there with their mouths open? They're laughing. Yeah, they're, they they're, look like when they're laughing. They're probably they, laughing. You can't, they're probably you colluding. Can't I bet the catfish collude with the with the. Probably that'd be the problem. Maybe, Bigfoot maybe holds they cast you up, spells. rips off your clothes, points at you. Animals, little wooden lambs come up. A bunch of fish heads come up and start <laughs> laughing at you too. <laughs> yep, just with those gaping mouths. Yeah. I bet the magic catfish helps summon the Bigfoot, and that's why they're always there when it happens, because they're into it, too. But they just want to sure. watch. So do you think that the magic catfish and the Bigfoot are enemies of the Loveland Frog? Because I've, when I was a child, was taking catfishing, and uh, sometimes as bait, you would use frogs. Yeah, this happened in Oklahoma, not Ohio, though. Yeah. <laughs> they're, big, they're both O-states, difference. okay, Brian? That's good. That's right, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'll just like, again. I'm never. I do not want to go to Oklahoma, and that's why my Sabrina the Teenage Wish collection remains incomplete. <laughs> I, do, I do like the idea of getting a wish from an animal and hating the person you're with so much and hating your own life <laughs> that you wish for that person to murder you in a grisly way. So that way you get to die, and they spend the rest of their life in prison or executed. It is Oklahoma. They well, they did say. The sheriff did say that the DA would probably seek the death penalty, mm-hmm. but you know that lead that opens a can of worms that I don't, I didn't want to have as a discussion on a comedy podcast. Well, I, I just think, I just think that, <laughs> I mean, I, Oklahoma, obviously, it's a lawless, insane place, but right. in any place, in any other state that has actual functioning government, mm-hmm. you would not send someone to. The electric chair, the death penalty. You would not send them there for simply defending themselves against their getting their bare bottom spanked and their penis right. pointed at by a. Well, in, in Oklahoma, I think they they put you on the back of a mule facing the wrong way with your hands tied on your back, put like a big uh-huh. plaster Ooh, head wow. on top of yours and just send you off. And they just kind of they put like a carrot or some water in front of the mules, which so just kind of keeps going, and eventually. You know, gulag to do it. So our next story comes to us from Brian's favorite news site. I fucking love mm. science. Oh, also known as IFL so. science. Have they changed it to IFL? Cause they need to. So I think on Facebook it's IFL because I think Facebook. I won't let my kids. Know. I will not let my kids right. watch. Look, look at that site. How many, how many kids do you have? Two. 
chicken nugget. No, six chicken piece nugget. nugget. Chicken nugget, nugget and yeah. Daenerys Stormborn. <laughs> In mid July, the FDA issued a warning to a number of honey products on the market that claim to help men last longer and feel better with their partners. These horny honey products claim to achieve this through natural ingredients, including ginseng. However, Recent FDA lab tests of several of the, these products found something in the honey that was not listed in the ingredients, Viagra. Now, the FDA warns that these companies have broken federal law by selling undisclosed drug ingredients in products marketed as food and are making unauthorized claims that their products treat health problems. Apparently, this is an issue because Viagra lowers blood pressure and interacts with nitrates, which are taken by people with diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, and hot dog eaters. The FDA encouraged consumers to be vigilant about what they are purchasing online and to seek FDA approval for treatments for their health issues. What is the name of this food and is there a link to it? Uh, let me you have a link me... to it. I'm I holding a pen. Have, <laughs> uh, alpha. Listener, I'm holding a pen and looking. I'm taking in information. They refer to these mm -hmm. as tainted honey products. Tainted and, honey. That's a, that's a good name. And tainted the, honey. Uh, well, I guess colloquially known as horny honey, but they're some of the companies horny include honey. MKS <laughs> Enterprises LLC, Shop Axe with two A's. Uh, dot com. 1AM USA Incorporated DBA Pleasure Products. And then I, I really like this one. It's all one word. Thirsty Run LLC. Wouldn't that, I guess, are they selling it for all? It must be expensive if they're buying a fairly expensive drug and crushing it up and putting little bits of that in there. I know that Viagra has is like generic now and so you can get it a lot cheaper, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what the dosage is. How cheap? You, you'll have to consult with your... What if, I, what uh, if you have Blue healthcare. Cross Blue Shield? You have to consult with your healthcare professional about that. I couldn't tell you. Are you, try, are you trying to buy over-the-counter? No, the counter? I'm all man. I don't need anything like that. Right. But, if I, but I just want to know if you had to get some, where, where like, how, what, how oh, do you get it? And, I'm going to tell how, you this right now. I just wrote horny honey into Google, and the very first listing that came up was Amazon.com. Oh, well, hold on. Walmart, like, uh, <laughs> eBay, um, okay. Spencer's Gifts online. Wait, they have them at Spencer's Gifts? Ooh, they have an online store? Yeah. Ooh, I can go get that and a Stranger Things <laughs> mug. <laughs> I was just buying a, a, a gross of fake dog shit. Yeah. I missed my chance. I was gonna, I was gonna go down there and get a lava lamp. <laughs> I need another tide-dyed Megadeth shirt. Yeah. So. How how let me ask you y'all okay. uh, this. When you take a Viagra, uh -huh. does it make you come more or does it just get you hard for a long I th time? I think it just gets <laughs> I, I, my understanding is it just gets you hard. But like if you <laughs> if, <laughs> if the problem uh -huh. if the pro so, but you're not going to like hold out longer. If you come quick, you're still going to come real quick. I would guess. So just, like really hard. So we just, I, I, we need to confirm something really here. So your wife doesn't listen to this podcast, right, Mike? She has no interest in anything that I do. Yeah. This podcast, much less anything okay. else. Okay. Okay. Go ahead but with your question. She, I haven't even seen her in a couple of weeks and we live in the same house. No, she does. She, I, she does listen to the podcast religiously. She lives on every word that I say because she knows. She knows. Bouncing from one lie to the other. It's great. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, but I, I just wonder. It's like I've just always wondered so that. You, you think a product and this product might exist to increase the volume of ejaculate? Maybe. Is that what you think? Yeah, I don't know. Get a gland. Yeah, if you get got some, I don't know it's glands, but your <laughs> your vast deference or whatever, sure. like, got them. Mm -hmm. get, you know, maybe just like right. it speeds them up, puts okay. them into overdrive. All right, so no, it maybe less that. volume, but more more pressure. 
yes exerted I, on the ejaculate for, mm-hmm. yeah okay i you know what there's surely there are certain industries that have learned all the tricks of the trade when it comes to that what there's probably a good way you could that's probably something you could google too it's my <laughs> guess well my, but my wife checks the computer there's a bunch of locks on it and there's certain things i'm not allowed to do she's got a lock on it Mm -hmm. only allowed to look at educational youtube this is quasi-educational i mean you're answering a question this is where you get all your news right here i'm asking questions and also what happens if you take too many I I that I think like it would lower your blood pressure to the point where you'd like get dizzy standing up and stuff. But it could also probably make your testicles explode from all the pressure. <laughs> That's what I'm wanting. <laughs> That's what I want. I want I want them to blow up like balloons and then <laughs> pow pop yep. and then the the room is splattered. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would also be a great catfish wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like an expensive, but I guess they figured out how to do it. So our next story is a bonus story. If you want to listen to this story, go to our Patreon and subscribe at at least the $3 level. That's the Knights of Kevin level. And you have access to this and every other bonus story. So to give you a little taste of this story real quick, it's about haunted transportation and there's a fire in it. Two, those are literally my two favorite things. Three. Those are three things. Now we're going to move on to our arts and culture section. And no. I've got a story here both. From, from the Smithsonian Magazine. That's it, both arts and culture, Kevin. Yes. Yes. I think, uh, Smithsonian, I, that's where Fonzie's jacket is. Also the setting of the hit TV show Bones. I believe it was a little incident where everything came alive there and it was up to ben stiller Uh, oh that's right to fix it i think it happened twice oh maybe even three times might have been three times (laughs) i know you might be right i think it happened three times i don't know it might be just twice so in 2019 an artwork named comedian debuted at a gallery in Miami Beach, and several versions of the artwork eventually sold for over $100,000 each. The artwork itself is just one banana attached to a wall by a strip of gray duct tape. Now, another artist is suing because in the year 2000, he registered his own artwork with the Copyright Office. The work was called Banana and Orange, and it features a banana and an orange, both duct-taped to a green background with the banana aligned in almost exactly the same way as the banana in comedian comedians mm. creator argued that fruits and duct tape can't be copyrighted, but a judge refused to, dis- to dismiss the case. Meanwhile, banana and oranges creator said he agreed that you cannot copyright the idea of taping of taping a banana to a wall, but that a copy was made when the banana was taped to a wall in a nearly identical manner. The judge in the case wrote, quote, the question of whether a banana taped to a wall can be art is more of a metaphysical question than a legal one. But the legal question before the court may be just as difficult. Did banana and oranges creator sufficiently allege that comedian's banana infringes his banana? Banana and Orange's creator is seeking damages over $390,000, the combined total that the three editions of Comedian sold for. Wait, so uh, can I go back? How yes. much did the the initial banana tape? Because I've seen this before. Right. I think everybody's um, seen this. Yeah. How much did it sell for? Well, so there's one that's on display and not for sale. And that's what everybody's seen in Miami, at a gallery in Miami Beach. But... He's made three other versions, and those sold for uh, probably around a, like the average would have been one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So uh, the one that's on display is it yeah. is it a fake banana or is it all withered and it's real? And I guess they retape it. They like replace the banana from time to time. Uh, is it is it one banana or two bananas or three banana four? <laughs> <laughs> Five banana, 
six, six banana. banana, seven bananas, seven, seven banana. Four. Four? I, be- I believe that's the. Uh, I believe you're referencing uh, the banana. banana splits show. Banana, banana, banana. I believe that's the theme song to the banana splits. Interesting. And then the artist's name was Flegel, you're telling me. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't write down the artist's names because they they weren't funny and so they weren't important. What I, I know that he showed up to the gallery in a very small 1970s style police car. I think yeah. that's how he arrived. The gallery. Maurizio Catalan created comedian, but mm. Joe Morford created banana and orange. Man, I wonder how you get to the level that you can sell something like that. You have to be in with people that will claim that it's art. Yeah. The I right mean, there people. is something, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's, it's interesting <laughs> to me, but there is something, it's so insane that there's something about the idea that right. a taped up banana can sell for a hundred thousand dollars like that that in itself like it has to have the price tag to it or the art doesn't really matter to you know yeah but the price tag with the art it makes it so insane that i'm like that's kind of art in itself i guess right yeah it has to be both i like the response when people see that stuff of i could have done that like as though that's the that's the test yeah (laughs) but you didn't right that's the thing like it's, it's not art because no one else could do it that's not the point I, I don't think i have a piece that's up in mm-hmm. the uh moma here in austin and it's it's two oranges and and uh-huh. but i set this on a stand this is not taped anything okay. it's really, really describe this to us yeah, yeah. it's two oranges and they're sitting right next to each other they're right. touching each other right. and okay. then i've got the banana and i'm uh-huh. it's kind of upside oh, down no. and i'm pointing it on the top god damn it and the banana <laughs> The banana drapes down over him. Sure. And it's sure. called it's called fruit penis and balls. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking taking quotes. Again, both now arts and culture. How how arts much did that sell for? I mean, I've got I've I'm listing at fifty K right now. Because oh. I'm an up and coming name in the art right. world. But right, that's fair. it's 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 gonna go to Christie's really soon. So we'll see. Wow. People can commission different versions, I'm sure. Yeah. And by Christie's, I mean Christie's Creams. It's an ice cream parlor down the street. So not Krispy Kreme. No, Christie's Creams. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I find out somebody's done something very similar with nectarines and a plantain. Yeah, I'll be furious. I'll be super. Mm -hmm. I'll throw a fit. You'll get sued. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Well, I don't get what's wrong with this suit, isn't it? Like, isn't the argument... Like, couldn't you say, like, if you copied somebody's painting, right? Yeah. You would, the first thing you would say is like, well, it's just, you can't copyright paint and canvas that paint goes on. Like if it's I were the to way draw, it's displayed. If, if I were to paint a perfect Mona Lisa, but in this case, Another I added one. something to it. Th- that this, mm-hmm. I add like, you know, George Washington behind him, giving her the bunny ears and sticking his tongue out and going, <laughs> no, it's Ray Stevens. <laughs> I would love that. Oh man! Do we need to put, do we put a call out to the good listeners of INS? Yes. yes. Uh, I would, that would be so great. Is he, is he dressed up like Guitar Zan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Guitar Zan. That I just feel like you should be able to do that. It's so. This is going to be decided on super narrow grounds. Like I'm a, I'm a copyright lawyer. Let's just put that out there. So in order for a work to be copyrighted, it has to be an original expression. And to be original, it has to have a, what's called a minimum level of originality, which oh, sure. is not a whole lot of originality. But it's hard to say, well, okay, our, what are elements here that, are, aren't, that aren't protected? That's a banana and duct tape. How many ways can you distinctly, in an original way, put a banana... Duct tape a banana to a wall. Not that many. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's super narrow here. I think this guy got ripped off. He deserves every penny he's got coming to him. All right. I guess. I don't I don't I don't like people getting stuff. That's not too often people have things stolen from them or copied or ripped off and repurposed by someone else. Mm. With well, bigger I backers mean, and bigger money. How much money did the, the original creator make? 
It didn't say. I looked that up. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Probably nothing. He. I will tell you and, and only. No talent hack. Yeah. Copied his work just because he was in tight with the, the L.A. art scene. Yeah. With a bunch of douchebags. Well, it might have been yeah. Miami art scene. You know, it reminds well. me of the time that I wrote a screenplay about a bunch of buff boys who oh, race no. cars and talk about family. Mm-hmm. And one of them's a ghost. One of them is a ghost. <laughs> and now, guess he's making all the money. It's not me. And they, I was gonna, I, I was gonna sue him. Uh-huh. And I had the lawsuit all ready to go. And then they said they needed to see my script uh-huh. and the timestamp on it. And I, I had to, I wrote, I wrote it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. protect that. You it has to be in a tangible medium. That's how they get you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you ready mm-hmm. to move on to get to know your podcast? All right. This section is called Getting to Know Your Podcast. Sometimes <laughs> on the International News Service, we talk about stuff that is, and we assume that you as an audience member know about it, but a lot of times it's not. We, we, have, we dig deep. We are vast oceans Ooh. of knowledge that yep. sometimes people have not set sail upon that ocean. Sometimes people have merely stood at the beach and I hope you remember to wear suntan once again. The, <laughs> but uh, we are going to, I'm trying to find things that we've discussed that we talk about, and then uh-huh. I will explain them to you because they haven't gotten a lot of stuff. And this is a subject that we have discussed many, many times, comes up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I would like to tell the audience a little bit about Mr. Mickey Rooney. Oh, shit. Ah, Mickey Rooney, the originator of 60 Minutes. Well, that remains to be seen. (laughs) So Mickey Rooney was born in 1920. Uh, He started performing in films at the age, the tender age of six. And over the course of his life, he's in over 300 movies. 300. That's quite a lot. Um, from 39 to 41, from 1939 to 41, he was the biggest star in the world. <laughs> Which is my Dana Carvey doing Andy, Ro- Andy Rooney, Mickey Rooney impression. And Are you sure? We're trying no, to confused. clear this up, and I'm sure okay. we will clear this up by the end. Who's Andy and who's Mickey? This is okay. Mickey. I'm positive. Yes. Okay. So from 39 to 41, he was the biggest star. Like he, okay. he is, had the biggest payday in Hollywood. Everyone knew who he was. He was just hit after hit after hit. He was like, you know, I'm trying to think of another actor that's had like a three year streak of just like perfect bangers. And on top of that, he's making like three to four movies a year and on top oh, of wow. other shit like that. So he's so huge. Um, but then a couple of years later, Bang! WW2. We have to go to Europe. Little arrow goes from the states. Animated arrow over to Europe. But so Mickey goes over there. He gets himself a bronze star. But he's a troop entertainer. But he does a bunch of entertaining the troops in war zones, which is sounds. I mean, I don't know. Who knows if they did it? Like, yeah, like in fighting areas oh, it's not okay. like back at you know at uh, uh, okay fort bragg or something like that he's like so he's, he's actually he's going through the line to the front lines the to front the lines troops. he's in berlin making funnies about old mm. ugly ass hitler dateline berlin dateline berlin hitler's, <laughs> hitler's on the move again mickey rooney pops the jab at the old Leader of the Access, mm-hmm. and it's Mickey. You know, Show Mickey him, Rooney's doing the thing with yeah. his fingers, and he's he's putting mm-hmm. his legs up, and then he falls flat on his ass. So, but then he comes back. Here's the thing: he was getting really big, and one of the, one of the characters that he was getting, you know, that kind of made him was this character named Andy Hardy. Right. And uh, Andy Hardy was part of a, a family, and it was initially the whole this. The initial movie was about a family, a very American family in a small town, and their trials and tribulations. And Andy, or and Mickey Rooney, uh-huh. Mickey oh, man, Rooney was playing. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It is. 
Yeah. Mickey Rooney is playing just this kind of young, horny, go-getting every all-American boy, you know? And okay. I say horny, but like in a very clean, sanitized way. Very, uh-huh. very, he's, he's a girl chaser, but he's very, you know, it's that, that real, like, can I give you my pen? And that kind of <laughs> stuff. So, but his character just absolutely takes off. And so they do... 16 movies based around oh, Andy wow. Hardy because oh. there was other like big actors that were in that the initial series but he just eclipsed them sort of like an Urkel situation remember how right. Family Matters started out as as a you know kind of more working class uh, just kind of like a working class sitcom you know like it was because uh-huh. a lot of sitcoms people are pretty rich and this was like ah they're a little bit more working class dad's right. a cop mom's a teacher i think and so then urkel comes in and then the next thing you know there's fucking robots and time travel and you know did i do that which i feel like mickey rooney could have nailed that um it's a a shame we don't get to see them together so 16 (laughs) they did 16 andy hardy films like what just what other franchise has that many like movie feature length movies? James Bond, I guess. James Bond, yeah. But there's different James Bonds. There's like right. Right, five Not different James guy. Bonds in that many. Um, Marvel, yeah. The Emmanuel movies. <laughs> Those all did have the lovely Sylvia Crystal. No, they, <laughs> only the first three did. Only the first three oh. have Sylvia Crystal. There oh, might be sixteen Emmanuel movies. And they all follow a chronological plot that makes sense. And <laughs> I'm sure. And honestly, mm-hmm. Emmanuel movies are what inspired fruit, penis, and balls. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of payoffs in the later movies. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and just alone between the 10 years, between 15 and 25, he made 43 movies. And it was a star of, of most of them. So wow. and this back then, this is like the Hollywood system, right? You know, yeah. like uh, it, you, you don't just go do movies and pick what you want to do. You get hired by the studio. And this was uh, whichever one is. Uh, RKO. No, it wasn't an RKO. It was MGM. Uh-huh. And uh, they're, they're doing everything. And they're running it. They just tell you what you're going to be in. And you're in it. And he was like, kind of like young Tom Hanks, I would say, in a, in a way. Okay. That he was beloved by everybody. Like everybody okay. kind of likes him. And he was literally kind of considered a symbol of American life, of a good old-fashioned American kid, apple pie. That's Mickey Rooney. But when he gets back from the war, he does it, he's has trouble finding work because he's very short. He's like five two or something like that. Shorter than Tom Cruise, right? He's shorter than Tom Cruise. So, but he, he nonetheless persevered and ends up getting more roles uh, a couple years down the line, kind of forays his way into like old man stuff. And again, like never, never stops working. It does good. And again, he is the face of America. Now, he also was married eight times, eight, eight marriages for Andy Rooney. And the girl crazy persona of the young kid was like that, but he was also fucking everything that could walk back then. He was, so his first marriage was he, to Ava Gardner. Ava Gardner, Wait. one of the most famous Wait, Hollywood ow. starlets of all time. The woman that drove Frank Sinatra crazy <laughs> when she broke up with him. Right. But, well, a couple months into their marriage, Ava came home and found him fucking another girl in their bedroom. And so she was really mad. So to get back at her, to, to get her back, to win her back, he, you know, he feels like, ah, I ruined this all. I did this. He goes and buys her the biggest diamond ring. And he gives it to her, and mm-hmm. she... She takes him back. He says, well, this is the last time, baby. This will never happen again. I'm so sorry. He gives her this giant diamond ring. Uh-huh. And then about three or four days later, he comes <laughs> back and says, baby, I need that giant diamond ring because I have accrued some gambling debts and they are going to hurt me if I don't take it back. <laughs> so he takes back the diamond ring that he gave to apologize for cheating on his new bride, who's also one of the prettiest ladies on the face of the planet. Right. And did she stay with him? 
not for long. They <laughs> okay. they got married pretty quick. And then the second marriage was to a woman, and I forget her name, but she ended up they they get divorced obviously because there's eight. She this woman ends up uh, becoming a backup singer for Elvis Presley and actually like writing some music that I think Elvis ends up using. Oh, but well. they're together, and it's a similar thing. She comes home, catches Mickey in bed with another woman, and particular this woman was Elizabeth Taylor because they were working <laughs> together. They were working together on the set of National Velvet. But oh, here's the thing. Geez. You think, well, you know, stars, they get together, they work up, they're working close together. I can understand. The only catch in this is that at this time, Elizabeth Taylor was 14. Yeah. Oh, shit. Biggest star in the world. Uh, so this Andy kind of, a creep. Can, he, he's a drinker. He's a... Uh, uh, the behind this thing, he's behind the the all American apple pie thing. He quickly, from a young age, becomes known as the biggest asshole in Hollywood. Uh, people <laughs> refer to him now as the first Hollywood train wreck, and he's an asshole to everyone he talks to. There is no person that you can find that worked with Mickey Rooney in some capacity. That, <laughs> that liked him or had a good time with him. But somehow he's able to just keep banging all these ladies. Like he, he gets with Marilyn Monroe. He gets with he just, every starlet, uh, Lana Turner, he gets with. And he's just, just rifling through them. And, uh, but, and then at some point, uh, one of his buddies, uh, Milton Berle, famous for having a big penis, introduces him to and i i didn't know they kind of make mention of this in the movie la confidential wait hold on uh breaking news Mm. mickey rooney jr the original mouseketeer has just been reported dead at 77 are you serious i swear to god it came across the wire about 30 minutes ago this is crazy wow now this sounds made up this sounds made (laughs) Uh, up that's crazy dateline austin bastrop and points north 10 15 on 17 mike let them let know what's just happened yeah, you could, uh, apparently you we're getting word that during the the news report the biography on mickey rooney apparently mm-hmm. his son we haven't even got to him having kids yet apparently one of his sons has just been reported passed away back to you brian mike uh any news on whether it was the shock of finding out from you that his father had fucked ava gardner is there any i do not have any cause of death I do not have confirmation on that. Uh-huh. I I am mm-hmm. not. Uh, this podcast is being pre-taped, so it's doubtful. That being said, we are recording this over the internet, so it is possible mm-hmm. that he, unlike a, a lot of other people, are sneaking into our Zoom sessions and listening to us. Right. Hey, and and Mike, if I could ask uh, mm-hmm. one thing, just to clear up with the listeners, I believe uh, when the news broke. Uh, uh, Kevin reported that it was Mickey Rooney Jr. And, Rooney and Jr. I think he misspoke. Can we confirm that's Andy Rooney Jr.? It is Mickey Rooney uh, Jr. Anthony Rooney, the Mickey second. Rooney Jr., the original Mouseketeer and former Andy. bandmate of Willie Nelson. Oh, yes. I bet. I, can, does it confirm that the death was weed overdose related? <laughs> uh, there's no, <laughs> no cause of death overdose. has been announced yet, but he was 77. Ah, 77 years young. That's the new 68. Yeah, I, a lot of people are saying that. <laughs> I read that in IFL Science. Old Mickey, the the adult, the adult Mickey Rooney, yes. he is Senior. fucking his way through Hollywood. On top of that, he's got a horrible alcohol addiction. On right. top of that, he's got an even worse gambling addiction. He's he just he cannot keep money. At one time, he's the biggest star in the world. He comes back from. World War II, and he's struggling to get work for quite some time. And he's getting work, but it's not it's not paying like it. When he left, he was making a hundred thousand dollars per picture in nineteen forty one money. He gets back and he's only making twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars per picture. Oof. And uh. on top of that, he's he's racking up divorces that ladies clearly have <laughs> the goods <laughs> on getting good alimony payments, and he's just a degenerate gambler. And he really is degenerate gambler with the mob like he he goes to vegas and there's this mob guy that ultimately he was friends with that he would do the casino that mob guy ultimately gets beheaded 
and the head left on the bed of of his casino hotel room. <laughs> so wow. On top of that, on, another way that Mickey likes to spend money is Milton Berle introduces him to a brothel. And I don't even know how they did this, but back then, apparently there was a very special Hollywood brothel where the, all the girls would individually, you know, they would base them on, you kind of look like Marilyn Monroe, you kind of look like Rita Hayworth, and then they would take them to plastic surgeons and do even more to get them to look just like that. So oh, it was this weird, apparent, and apparently it was this really high-end high end thing, and they were all like dead ringers and stuff. But Mickey's, Mickey's ultimately flat broke. He's got no money. Oh, I gotta get to. I get to get to wife number uh, five. Wife number five. Uh-huh. They stick it out for a while. They're they're oh, wow. together like two or three years. <laughs> oh, and this wow. time, oh, because the rest of them are all under two years, and they okay. they might have been like three to five. Of course, Mickey's fucking cheating on her. Mickey's fucking anything that walks. But turn to suit, she starts fucking around on him too. She starts fucking around with him with a uh, actor named Milos Milos. He's a, this handsome, younger, much younger, tall, you know, Latin kind of Greek looking guy. And he falls madly in love with Mickey Rooney's wife at the time. He's really into her. But at some point, Mickey, who apparently must be like one of the most charming, hu- charming human beings on the face of the earth, that he can kind of get away with being the biggest asshole and still get work and just get all these women somehow. He charms her, talks to her, says, baby, I want to work it out. We got to work it out. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and she says, all right, you know, that's fine. So then Mickey flies off to go do a movie somewhere. And at some point she tells Milos Milos that there's never going to be that uh, they're they're done. She's going to work it out. So Milos's response is to murder her and then himself in their bed with Whoa. Mickey's gun. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Oh now God. I'm wondering: is there any conspiracy theories about? I, you know, I don't know. Mickey was literally in Thailand shooting something. You know, Mickey had clearly mob connections. You know, the, and the studio, the studio back in the day had a guy. There's this guy, really famous. There's a movie called, it's a Coen Brothers movie, Hail Caesar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh Brolin plays this character, and he might have even been named Eddie Mannix in, in, in the, the movie. Mannix. Yeah. But he was a real guy, and he was just a fixture, sort of like a Ray Donovan or whatever back then. And, you know, Eddie Mannix apparently like grabbed Ava Gardner by the throat and told her to keep keep it big mouthy trap shut because she was telling people, you know, ah, Mickey's cheating on me. But so there was just a, a team of people that were kind of used to quiet down all of Mickey's outbursts and doings on and sexual. Mm-hmm. Couple. I'm just reading this, you know, who found that, uh, Oh, Oh no, wait, that was Betty Jane race was pregnant with Mickey jr. When she burst in the room to find Mickey, having sex with 14-year-old Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's the, you know, if you, if you absorb something prenatally, I don't know. I mean, that's, that, that shock. You know, I mean, they, like, people say that you, uh, people say that you play right. music, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do the a prenatal baby. Well, what if the music is Mickey right. Rooney? The shock of seeing his father engaged in sexual assault of a child, even in utero. Yeah. You know, it took a long time, but it took a while. Cause an aneurysm. <laughs> are we reporting? Are we reporting this cause of death as aneurysm? No. Yeah, that confirmed yet? Is that yeah, confirmed? It was, late. It was. It was. It was generational trauma. Generational <laughs> trauma. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I kind of hate Mickey Rooney now. I'm going to be yeah. honest. It's bumming me yeah, out. He's he not a good guy. Was apparently just the biggest asshole. Like he was just such a dick. So he finally, he finally gets married. Uh, this is later, and I should have written down the year, but I don't have it. But he's married to a lady, you know, kind of one of those like Johnny Carson things. You finally settle mm-hmm. down in your old age, like in his old age. So he marries a lady, and he's with her. They're together 30 years until they get divorced in their 80s. <laughs> 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 Which always seems like whenever you hear, I mean, like, I don't know whether I should feel when you hear about a couple that gets divorced. And they've been together over like 25, 30 years. I'm always like, it's always like a weird, like, 
it's sad, but also like, well, that must be also a, a really good thing too, right? Or not? I guess every situation's different, but yeah. it's surprise. You don't. It's usually like year two or year three. Year right. seven's a right. good divorce year, I would say. Right. right. Or there's like some event you can tie it to, like you know, oh, the yeah, kids just graduated high school, or yeah. you know, yeah. But uh, Mickey eventually passed away. Uh, he passed away in 20, 2014. Are you leaving out his his Emmy-winning performance in the 80s as Joe? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he starts making a comeback. He he has a big comeback as Bill. Bill, I'm he's, sorry. He's playing a mentally handicapped guy. But people say that he's his mentally... I read an article that said his mentally handicapped character is up there with Sean Penn as I Am Sam and... Tom yeah. Hanks is Forrest Gump. That's my memory of seeing yeah. those movies. You know, at the, towards the end of his life, he never stopped working. And towards the end of his life, he was just like doing one man shows in the South that he would just get up and talk shit about stars that he was with growing <laughs> up. Yeah. He was, he was connected to Judy Garland. Um, but he claims they never had anything together that they were yeah. like brother and sister closer than brother and sister. It was like they shared Time in a womb, but more than that, he says <laughs> often. And but according to Judy Garland, they did. He did, you know, fuck her for a while. You know, he fucked everything. I mean, I'm sure there's a million different pressures and traumas that you would have being a child star in that era. But it certainly didn't help that she was madly in love with Mickey Rooney, and he's fucking every other starlet. And re- I think reminding her that she's putting on weight uh, for stuff, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we've ever we, we've never praised Mickey Rooney, have we? Have we ever? No, no, we've mostly made fun of Mickey Rooney. Yeah, his whole the Breakfast at Tiffany's thing. We don't, we don't. Yeah, love well, yes, him for that. that was he. <laughs> he said, and according to this, so later on, he he does. It was some of his notable later things were yes. Uh, he did. Uh, he was in it's the Mad, 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 Mad World. Great movie, yeah. Uh, yes. Bill Jonathan Winters. He was in a movie called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm. A fondly remembered movie, except for his mm. part where he plays <laughs> the world's most racist caricature yeah. of an Asian person. It is uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. I think. I guess he's supposed to be Japanese. I uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. In the movie, he wore makeup with buck teeth and taped his eyes and delivered his lines in an exaggerated accent. It would be hard to do something more offensive, offensive than like, like if you said, like, I want to, I want to demonstrate to an entire group of people that I hold them in disdain and I hate them all. This is what you would do. Like this level of it's pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was something to the effect of, I'm sorry I did it. I'm mad at them for writing that part that way. <laughs> <laughs> he fully puts the blame on the writers. <laughs> he, that's his, but you know what? That's, that's all you need to know. That's his entire life was that. Yeah. And it worked for him almost his entire life. Yeah. And I guess to work for him, because he probably said that before he was his turn in the Bill movies. Yeah, Exactly. But, you know, that being said, like everybody, like Lawrence Olivier back at the time, who's, you know, obviously very, very well regarded as an actor, said that Mickey Rooney was the best actor working. And people across the board praised his acting ability. Like everybody, every time you would, I would find all these awful things that were said about him, that he was the biggest asshole, but they would all end the statement with he's such a, you know, such a jerk. But goddamn, was he a good actor? He was such a good what actor. What was he good in? You know, I just watched the other day. I watched a, a noir called Avalanche, Hurricane, Hurricane or Avalanche. It's a film noir that had an unreasonable happy ending because I'm sure they were playing off his his uh, right. his likableness. But he plays a character that is just this little guy who's also he's very girl crazy and he kind of mm-hmm. ends up falling into a scheme where he steals some money and just things get go from bad to worse, kind of one of those stories. And I got to I got to say this was and this was before I did this, but he's he's fucking great in it. He has a real real you know, a lot of a lot of people in 
actors back then have this very stiff thing where they kind of walk up, you know, they walk up, hit their mark and do their thing. But he kind of has a thing that felt like you could see him being a human being now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's weird right. too, because he's not attractive that he got right. all those women. And even he was like open about like, he's like, I'm a goblin. He referred to himself as a little troll goblin and, and, and other people too, where it's like, we cannot understand how, I mean, there's not a starlet that he did not bed. He just went through all of them, but somehow some, even you got it, you got it. He was in boys town, right? With Spencer Tracy. Boys town was a thing that really, that took him from being like the teen heartthrob that everybody that all the girls love to that's what made him an actor, 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 that right. kind of op- bro- broke him open to everybody. Right. Um, Did he also play teens well into his twenties, oh, maybe yeah. even early thirties? He went like he had one of those faces, right? Yeah, exactly. He was able to go well into it. And then, but for whatever reason, when he got back from the war, it, he just couldn't do it. He couldn't pull it off anymore. And I don't know if that's because also like America's, more cynical after that. I mean, that's that's kind of when film noir starts right. because yeah, it would it would be hard to see him in as convincing as a as a soldier, right? Or like yeah, like war movies were pretty popular back then, and a lot of I'm trying to think of like it seems like everybody was, but I got like Gary Cooper's tall, right? And he was a was he a post war guy or a pre war guy? Gary Cooper pre. I think he really? might have fought in the war. Super duper, Gary Cooper. Super duper, that's right. Super duper. He oh, he said every place I've gone, you're so funny. Asians and Chinese come up to me and say, "Mickey, you are out of this world." Then he said, "I wouldn't have done it. Those that didn't like it, I forgive them. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> God bless the universe. God bless Japanese, <laughs> Chinese, Indians, all of them, and let them have peace." Uh-oh. Way to forgive them, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, there was there was another quote that's, where he that's just very, firmly puts it on the right. Alpha brain mindset. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I forgive you by being offended by my, my objectively <laughs> offensive representation of you. <laughs> you know, and I will say though that Eddie Mannix and whoever the studio was involved in keeping that stuff quiet clearly did a really good job. Like there's, there's stuff that you can find, but not that much. And there's so much, so much smoke around this that there has to be just like an insane amount of fire for many, that many people to just kind of casually toss off that he was an asshole and that he did this and that. Like, I bet, I bet we do not know the tip of the iceberg of shit that that guy did when he was running around Hollywood with the big head for a while. Right. I, I mean, I bet it was pretty, pretty insane. Um, oh, and, you know, they have, and maybe it's, I'm sorry, I was going to say that it might, it might be more widely known than this, mm-hmm. but it was kept so under wraps that I had no idea that, that he and Elizabeth Taylor, when she was 14, like that's, that is shocking to me. Yeah. And it either came out somehow so quietly that it wasn't, or just so late in the game that it was, it was already, it was too late to even be news almost. Right. How does he keep getting work after that? That's right. Well, I I think it came out. Elizabeth Taylor probably wrote it in a biography when she was, you know, 65 or something like that. I don't think, I don't think it was really, it wasn't the press news and you know, the prep, the, the Eddie Mannix and all the studio people would have squashed that real quick. And there were people on the payroll that were just dealing with Andy because at his, at his height of his, of his powers, Mickey, uh, Louis B. Mayer said that Boys Towns, he was the the owner of MGM, the the main studio guy, and he said that Boys Towns the best movie he ever did, and uh, Mickey's the best thing that was in Boys Town. Oh wow! And uh, I guess at one point Mayer he was he went to Mickey Rooney. He said uh, he went to him. Listen, I don't care what you do in private, just don't do it in public. In public, behave. Your fans expect it. You're Andy Hardy. You're the United States. You're the Stars and Stripes. Behave yourself. You're a symbol. And Mickey said, I'll be good, Mr. Mayor. I, I promise you that. Oh, the-, the specific quote about Judy Garland was, Judy and I were so close, we could have come from the same womb. We weren't <laughs> like brothers and sisters. But there was no love affair there. There was more than a love affair. 
very difficult to explain the depths of our love to each other. It was so special. It was a forever love. Judy, as we speak, has not died. She was always with me in every heartbeat of my body. So <laughs> that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media. Inter- so much about Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. There's one thing that the FDA guarantees that will help people last longer and feel better with their partners, and that's a healthy dose of INS. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.